Namaste. Welcome to a new Paradigm of Education podcast. I'm your host, Monique Sayers, and today we have our very special guest, Danielle Trebekor, who I'll introduce in a moment. For those of you who are new to our podcast, A New Paradigm of Education is a place of connection for parents, mentors, and educations across the globe that are here to help change the face of education in their own unique way. There's no one-size-fits-all in this new paradigm. Some people will be focusing on making small changes within. Others will be setting up massive global change movements like our guest today, Danielle, who's really into the homeschooling community. So what I really love about Danielle is um, she's a mother. She's a homeschooling mother and she's also been a mother um, prior to the pandemic when um, homeschooling has really started to become normalized which is amazing and so what I really love is that she's got all the wealth and experience from raising her children and also being an educator herself as well as being a mentor in the homeschool community. She's living on the Sunshine Coast and um, she's a leader for this homeschooling um, community and um, empowerment that's happening. So I'm really, really honoured to meet you, Danielle. Like, really, I'm so happy to finally connect with you. I've been seeing you online with everything that you've been doing, which is so amazing. And I'd love to just um, allow you space to introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are and what you're up to. Hmm. <laughs> um, thank you for inviting me here, Monique. It's, it's quite a pleasure. Um, as I was just saying, Monique before I am um, yeah the, my my big vision I guess um, it's, it's quite big to the point where I don't really sit down and talk about it much to people because uh, I, I'm basically you know feet on the ground getting the practicalities happening um, moving into the new paradigm one tippy toe step at a time for everybody because as you probably know everyone's in the space of pandemic there's a lot of fear there's a lot of stress people don't necessarily want to be inundated with this bright new future that we're moving into they just want to be supported to get through one little bit at a time just those survival steps so that's the space I'm in at the moment but um, yeah as Monique was saying I do a lot of work with the homeschool community I was a uh, a Montessori educator for 12, 12 years, I'd say it would be. Um, and I loved the philosophy. I loved how it was child-centered. I loved all the, all, there's so much that I loved. Um, but as the years went by, and I guess government got more and more <clears throat> involved in education in Australia, and, you know, the... They offer funding to an independent school or not offer. They kind of force. All the independent schools have to have funding, whether they like it or not. And um, then they threaten to take it away if you don't do what you're told. Um, and so slowly the Montessori philosophy got watered down. And just, you know, in conversations with my other teaching friends outside of the Montessori um, world, <clears throat> everybody everyone was saying the same thing that the education system was showing cracks and everyone was getting less and less happy with how things were um, educators were surviving maybe two maximum three years before just uh, maxing out and having to leave so stressed the, the curriculum became so dense and 
standardized testing became so regular and that relationship with children, the reason why most of us educators got into um, educating in the first place was just stripped away. Children became numbers. Um, <clears throat> even in like the, the most gentle, um, I guess, it's a quick yawn, most gentle philosophies, you know, Montessori and, and Steiner and, and independent schools, and there's nothing the educators could do. It all just, all the good stuff was just starting to be removed and just the stress, stress, stress. And you see it in the kids. So the educators were feeling it with the kids. The amount of stress, the amount of tension, um, the, the curriculum didn't take into account anybody's needs, really. It was, you know, a group of people somewhere put together this group of information, say, okay, out of the entire universe, this is the stuff that's most important, learn it and do it in those 12 years of schooling and then you will know all there is to know <laughs> and then you can go out in the world and survive, do what you're going to do. Um, so, yes, between curriculum, between government pressures, between um, the social, all the social stuff, like we, we felt it especially through COVID. Um, parents are obviously stressed. Um, everyone has this tension and this heightened irritability. Everyone just, and the kids are picking up on that and they're taking that to schools and they're uh, hothousing it basically and turning it into the most intense bullying. Then you've got your kids going to school wearing masks and that just, <laughs> that just adds that extra level of anxiety and fear. I mean, when you can't see someone's face, it's, it's a natural human drive to want to see someone's face and mm. know what the emotion is that's coming from there. And so the kids couldn't even do that. And so, <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah, so, so parents started pulling their kids out of the education system. It was a, well, the homeschool community has always been there. It's always been, you know, quite a, a beautiful, gentle world. But then suddenly the numbers started to build up. Mm. And, um, and so basically I, I left the education system, started up my own little, uh, I guess little mini kindy kind of thing. And that was going well. But then COVID came along and for multiple reasons, I lost the space I was working from. And because what I was offering, um, I won't say it was under the radar. I'll say it was, um, the parents who were involved didn't want government involvement, which is totally understandable. Mm -hmm. And so we just did our own thing. But then when I lost my space, trying to find another space that was appropriate <clears throat> wasn't really happening. And so I just sat in spaciousness, which I hadn't mm. done, I think, my entire life for months, months of not knowing where I was going or what I was doing. I love the homeschool community. Um, I gradually, people started coming to me asking for support with their homeschooling, so I started doing that. Um, and... Yes, yeah, so, but I, I just had all this great big gap of time where I really didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. I knew I did not want to be a teacher in the education system anymore, but, but everything that 
uh, all of my history and all of most teachers' history, you know, you, you get your qualifications to work in the schooling system. You don't get your qualifications to work over in a corner somewhere. It's like you've got to be in the system. That's what you're qualified for. All the experience you have is in the system. And suddenly that was ripped out from underneath me. Even my little kindy that I tried to, you know, that was going for pretty well for a couple of years, but even that was still taking my old way of doing things and putting it in a smaller space with it and more flexibility. But yeah, it was all gone. Mm. And so I sat there and I kind of had these conversations with the universe because, you know, you didn't really go out much during those times. You stayed home and <clears throat> I'd often sit there brushing my teeth, kind of going, what next? have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> and suddenly that it was, I'm sure some people have been through the exact same thing like totally. the, the COVID what the hell am I supposed to do with my life I've lost my income I don't know I can't see my friends I'm like it, it, what do I do and so the universe tends to meet me halfway we've got an agreement so <laughs> I say to the universe you know do you want me to do stuff that's fine. I'll take the first few steps. You meet me halfway and we'll do stuff. And so I started having these, I don't know, I, I, I started calling them downloads because the information was not there and then it was suddenly there. Mm. Just brushing my teeth, sitting on my daughter's little step to get up to the sink. Brush, brush, brush. And, ah, oh, hmm. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> and that's how the downloads kind of went. And I'd sit there for a good 10 minutes just allowing it all to come in and be like, wow, okay. I, I, and over a number of months, I suddenly got some direction as to what was needed. Not necessarily for me, well, for everybody, but at the time I didn't think of it as I'm having a vision. It was more like, okay, well, people need this. I can start doing that. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. And so, and this information, I guess you'd call it, was around, firstly, you know, I, <clears throat> I was working with the homeschool community already. I could see the numbers growing. Um, I could see the education system was crumbling. And how could I step forward and support? And I realised that the homeschool community was really quite all over the place. You know, everyone just did their own thing. <clears throat> I think the parents felt they'd had meetups and everything, but they still felt a bit isolated. I've got to do it myself, you know. This is all me. I'm, when you sign up to homeschool in Australia, you're basically signing a contract saying, I'm the primary educator. Mm -hmm. um, and sure, I can get some help, but the buck stops with me. I'm, I'm taking on full personal responsibility for my child's education, which is massive. Because for generations, we've been handing our kids over to the education system. I just trust that they know what they're doing. Everyone tells me they know what they're doing. Everyone's doing the same thing. So here you go. Adopt out my child for 12 years of their life. I will see them this amount of time and the schooling system will see them that amount of time. And I hope that they will be fine. Mm. The schooling system tells me they'll be fine. Educate. And then the education, um, you know, the, the politicians say they'll be fine and the media says they'll be fine. So they'll be fine. But then my little epiphanies were, no, no, that there's, there's a power imbalance there. 
there's this thing that we do or we have done for many generations now as human beings where we seem to be not walking in our own power. We being born into a society where we just trust <laughs> and I love trust. Trust is great on the universal level, but trusting systems mm. to take care of us. Mm. And so there was that, okay, I trust that the education system will take care of my child. At the same time, we're going, I trust that the political system will take care of my country. I trust that the medical system will tell me the things I need to know to be healthy. Like there's all these systems that are kind of working together and we're all just kind of going, I, I need to keep my head down and work. That's what my education told me. I was schooled to believe you keep your head down and work. You know, you don't think about what's going on over there. Focus on your work and you make some money and you pay your mortgage and you do what you're supposed to do. And that's what I'm supposed to do as a, as a human being in a first world country. Yeah. Just don't worry about the big stuff. The big stuff is being taken care of by the systems. I'll be fine. But good old COVID started breaking all that apart. People started questioning a lot. And if you don't question, then you're, you're hiding in a hole somewhere because all these things we're being told is just mind blowing and so obviously wrong in so many ways. And it's making us go, oh, it's, it's really, um, causing a lot of emotional trauma, I guess, for a lot mm. of people. Yeah. Because everyone's trusted these systems for so long and suddenly the systems are obviously being false and obviously not providing what we need. And so it's all, all falling apart. And people are going, oh, okay. Previously, I wouldn't have even considered homeschooling my child. No. But now I can actually see the education system, and previously, you know, people complained about it. Oh, you know, people, someone should do something, but not really did anything. Um, or little band-aid bits here and there. And people started going, oh, okay, so I can do something outside the education system. I can take personal responsibility for my child. It scares the hell out of me. I don't know what I'm doing, mm. but I can see it's probably more healthy for my child than having them in a system where the, the stress, the anxiety, the suicidal thoughts that kids are going through. I don't want that for my child. So, so it's a gradual kind of – It's so them taking their child out of the education system is not just a, a physical thing. It's really quite an emotional, spiritual kind of journey mm. going, I'm taking back – personal responsibility even if it's just little bits you know some go okay I'm going to do it all myself some go okay I'm going to hire an educator to help outside the system um so there's anyway so the building of the bridge is where I'm at right now and as I was saying kind of feet on the ground stuff yes it's the practice the practicalities you know how do I get maximum number of children out of the education system um what do I need to do to support? So at the same time, um, all these mandates came into place that educators need to have the jab. Um, and many gave in, even though they might not have liked it, but a huge number 
uh, in Queensland where I'm living now, like all around the country, but um, I'm just focusing on Queensland because that's the area that I can uh, have some effect really. Uh, huge numbers said no. We're not going to do that. We don't trust that that vaccine works or is safe. Or and so they started. They they were given a deadline. You know, you can have your jab by here or you're gone. Mm. And thousands didn't. There was around the number I saw was twenty thousand. Wow. How is that possible? How how are the schools even still open? Um, <clears throat> but yes, around 20,000 just didn't go back to school. And now it's the beginning of the term and they're trying to patch it up and trying to figure out how to do it. And they're bringing in, you know, third, fourth year education students to try and patch up the holes. And, uh, anyway, but yes, so all these educators at the same time were forced out of the system. All of these are uh, now one last big push of families um, who are still holding on. A whole big new wave came out because there was this fear. Um, the schools started putting in, uh, well, having on-site doctors in schools. Oh, wow. Was going, that's, that's not all of them, but some of the schools, that's not right. That's, that's weird. Mm. <laughs> all the high schoolers were mandated to wear masks. <laughs> All the younger ones were highly recommended from um, year three up to wear masks. And the parents are going, no, this is, this is, this is all just getting too much, too much. It's ridiculous. And so this last big push of families bringing kids out of the education system happened. But so there's a big leap between getting your child out because the system is bad and then diving into that full personal responsibility of, I'm a homeschooler, I'll do it myself. Mm. So there's this, this, this space in between. It's where I'm trying to support at the moment where I'm trying to get all these educators. I call them free educators because suddenly they're not behind bars anymore. They're out there doing what they want to do. So I'm helping them set up businesses, um, whether it's tutoring, whether it's drop off days, whether it's classes, whether it's, you know, supporting, um, uh, homeschool co-ops that are starting up. Um, so I'm trying to get them motivated and feeling empowered to do that kind of stuff, which is going pretty well. There's still a fair few floating around lost, but there's a, a lot of the homeschool community suddenly got massively big and suddenly um, had all these other opportunities. My friend Bethan started up a whole new website called Homeschool Heart, and it's the place where you can advertise for free all of the home, things that are on offer for homeschoolers. And it's just gone from little to boom. And so Amazing. she's trying to juggle that. It really is. It's mm. yeah. So I'm so I'm so proud of my community, I guess you'd say, because even though it's hard times and a lot of the homeschooling new homeschool parents are still going, I've got no idea what I'm doing. And a lot of the um free educators are going, I've got no idea what I'm doing. But they're just taking one step at a time and building all this stuff. So that's that's exciting. That's the bridge. Well that's the start of the bridge really. <laughs> because my vision is quite a bit bigger. I'll take you through my steps in my head of how I think it's going to unroll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going straight, going straight to, bam, this is the vision. Because um, humans don't really work like that, have this huge, big, awesome thing that's going to exist and then suddenly be fully 100% into it. They usually just make their way in little steps. 
mm. towards what this future will be. And um, so I foresee, what well, foresee, I hope, well, let's see. Um, I would like to see, and I think the way it's going to unroll, is that parents will get a taste of freedom. They'll realise, oh, I actually have a say in what my child learns. Oh, okay, so my child, they actually have things that they love and they want to learn about. Um, I think a lot of parents will start off with a curriculum. You know, that's mm. that's how it's always been done in school. You just grab yourself a curriculum, work from that, um, or grab yourself a, an educator who's starting up a class, who's working from a curriculum, and go from there. But slowly you start thinking, oh, well, my daughter doesn't really like those particular bits of that subject and subject and I think I'd rather them go to a couple of different cool classes during the week rather than five days a week of doing curriculum at a desk mm. and so it'll be a slow process of everyone getting more and more empowered um, you know getting used to having the freedom to choose um, so at the same time you've got families coming together so um, that sense of community that, well, it's kind of been, school has been put in place of community. It's a system, it's not a community, but people are starting to create mini communities, you know, 10 or so families coming together for learning because parents need support. They're feeling like, I need some support. How am I going to do this? Mm. And so they're, they're coming, coming together in co-ops where the parents support each other in learning and they might hire a tutor two or three days a week for a few hours uh, for support. And so I'm seeing this, and I'm supporting this as much as I can, popping up all around the Sunshine Coast where I live. And I, I foresee this um, expanding exponentially. Like I just have this, this vision of um, homeschool co-ops like this you know, 50 odd or more. I don't just to mm. meet the need of all these families who need community, who need support, and they start. It's it's like building real community from the ground up starts with children because children are our ultimate motivator. Yeah. So previously, it's like, oh, we're going to have a community. We love the word community. It's so great. But people weren't particularly motivated, and if the community got a bit annoying, then they'd just tap out, and community would dissolve. Mm. And community has become a bit of a a fairy floss kind of thing. But community is actually a survival tool, and when things get hard, community is the area that you you go to that you fall back on that makes it okay. You've got support, and when you've got children who no longer have a system to be in and in in many cases at the moment parents who um, don't have consistent incomes anymore um, businesses that are falling apart like Mm. children children are kind of the foundation for community okay let's start with our little learning communities I call them learning hubs yes it's a place where kids come together Um, yeah where and so you know it can be a paid learning hub or it can be an energy exchange learning hub where a parent donates a day of their time and then gets another four days um, of care for their child if parents need to work. Parents working is a big thing, right? <laughs> They've got to have money coming in um, to feed their family. Um, and so 
yeah, so we've got these little little hubs coming up. And so next thing you know, um, these little groups are starting to outsource learning. It might be paying a, a tutor. Um, and we're not calling them teachers anymore out in the, the free wild world because regulations and legislation here, they can't be teachers. You can't have a school. Don't use those words. You get in big trouble. So you've got learning hubs. You've got your tutors or facilitators coming to help out. And then you've got all these members of the community with amazing skills. And so the kids in your little learning hub are really interested in, I don't know, woodwork or coding or something. And mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you're getting other people from the community in to share their ideas. And Okay, so let's imagine this expanding bigger and bigger. You've got um, a large number of these hubs. Um, I, at the moment, there's they're paying tutors and things, but I foresee it moving more towards greater energy exchange because, truthfully, I do think uh, our economic system is probably in this, a, the beginning of a state of collapse. Mm, um, totally. There's, there's so much happening internationally. You can't get um, – you can't – all that stuff we used to get from China, you can't get as easily anymore. Um, people who people are starting to go um, into so much debt. The whole country really is in massive debt. Um, we're starting to see food shortages. You know where the stuff you used to be able to get um, at the supermarket, you can't necessarily get as easily. And so it's going to be a process of money won't be as easy to come by. Let's put it that way. And so again, people have already started with COVID doing a lot more growing their own food, um, doing a lot more energy exchange or choosing cash over um, um, other kinds of currency. Mm. So it's this, all this stuff happening together, moving towards this need for community. So we've got this education paradigm that's growing up through a need for community, through this freedom to choose mm-hmm. and this this awakening understanding that um, children don't necessarily, like outside the system, in the system, everyone did the same thing. So mostly everyone kind of, the kids sat down and did what they're supposed to do mostly. Uh, a lot of kids didn't really fit in the system, but they went along with it because it was just too hard not to or things went really badly for them. But this new way of being, everyone's really realizing they've got this freedom mm-hmm. to choose. And next thing you know, the parents are going, okay, well, let's, let's go with this freedom. Um, let's not necessarily focus on curriculum. Let's not necessarily focus on teachers. Let's focus on the things that are going to become so important to our community, which is going to be, um, and at the moment, there's quite a few, there's, there's so much stuff. Um, so even going to university is becoming problematic um, for those who haven't had the jab. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have had to leave their um, education setting because of not doing that. Yeah. So we've got this, this big, this growing community of people who don't necessarily, can't necessarily go to university. There's restrictions around it. Um, kids are still working towards the idea of going to university, but it's becoming more of a thing, more of a, a common idea that 
maybe there are greater needs um, outside of those university qualification kind of things. Maybe there are these experienced individuals who have stepped out of the system who are willing to share mm. their knowledge. Um, and here comes the, like the breaking down of the, the qualified world. Yeah. You know, the world where you need to have a piece of paper and you need to show that you've done this course. And so, and that all starts to kind of meld in there too. So you've got this community coming up that is based on children learning the things that light them up mm -hmm. as opposed to learning the things that are in a curriculum. You've got these other community members coming in with skills to offer. Um, they might not have money. They might not have jobs because without the job, they haven't been able to be a naturopath anymore or they haven't been able to be a midwife anymore. Uh -huh. And so, you know, you've got this skill as a barterable um, thing and then you've got a family over here who's got a whole heap of, you know, veggies growing on the land um, and then it, there's this and it's only the beginning, but I can, it's growing and growing and I can see it becoming, it's almost like instead of saying it's a foundation for a new education paradigm, mm. the new education paradigm that's a growing thing is the foundation for this new type of community. Ah, wow. So, so it's, it's this very holistic thing and it's a thing you can't necessarily plan. And it requires a lot of motivated people and generally people motivated by, I don't have a job, I don't have money, I can't feed my family. That's a major motivator for so many people. Uh -huh. um, I can't access um, a doctor as I need to. I can't access a midwife as I need to. How do I do that? And it's all these new questions we've never really had to answer. And we're suddenly finding, slowly finding the answers for them within community. And all these people offering all of this education or education, all this information or learning or passion for learning to children and the parents who are realizing, well, this is, this is where I can get support. So the parents who still have jobs, still working, um, they need support and it's coming from community as opposed to paying for an educator in a curriculum, if you know what I mean. Totally, totally. Can so, I inter intervene just for a second and reflect back just for a second? Yeah. There's so much you've yeah, shared and it, otherwise I, I will forget everything to reflect. It's so beautiful. I just Certainly. wanted to reflect back and say that um, community, I love community and the word unity kept appearing when you were sharing that, that it's this unity consciousness mm. that's appearing in the world as opposed to um, the segregation. So all the stuff that you've been sharing has all these separate sectors and now it's all coming into this mm. place of unity. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that um, it's, it's real. Like people are talking about the new earth that's birthing at this moment. But what actually came through then was it's not just a dimensional shift. It's actually a grounded earth. Like what you are all doing is you're on the ground. You're very present. You're in the dirt. You're on the earth doing this, you know, like it's really real what's oh. going on there. You know, it's not just airy fairy hype. Like, mm. oh, let's create a new earth. La la la. Like I can see it's actually grounding yep. in and actually really happening. 
And it's really, it's really beautiful that there's going to be a place for everybody in this um, community consciousness of the world. And yeah, that was just my reflection that came through. You can keep on going with whatever else comes through, but thank you for no. sharing that. No, that's beautiful. That's, that's very true. Um, I think for a long time, I guess I've always been a relatively spiritual person. Um, and I've always, you know, had my faith slash trust that the universe has got my back. Um, but I've always, everyone, you always have these conversations with your spiritual friends about, oh, when the new earth is here and new earth will be reborn and all this stuff about this beautiful future. But no one ever talked about how to get there. It was almost like, oh, one day, you know, the rapture would come or something, something. And <laughs> everyone would, the, the, the people who weren't, you know, doing the work would, disappear or something and everybody else would be here or we'd just upgrade to this new dimension and there was all this kind of weird wishy-washy stuff that was beautiful but it felt out of reach it felt mm. like sure I don't, I don't know how one day I'll just be so conscious I just upgrade and nothing will touch me and I'll <laughs> float through the world um I, I don't think Anybody, or I never really thought about those those, those steps to get there, mm. the, the bridge of how how to ground it down in our real world. Um, there was just this, yeah, this idea, oh, it will happen. But now it's a strange thing because I'm watching it unfold in small, stress-filled Dirty steps. Mm. Um, because yeah, all the people in, involved are very stressed. And, well, there's there's a lot who have a lot of faith. A lot who like it's beautiful. It's great. These are the birthing pains. Um, but a lot are still in that space of I'm freaking out. Help me. Um, mm. But I call it free falling. We've got our free falling educators. Our free falling families, free-falling parents who have just taken this leap into this new paradigm they don't even know they're leaping into. And mm. it's just – and you fall down the mud and you've got to pick yourself up and be like, well, there's a reason why um, – there's a reason why this new – Earth has to be based in the need for our, like our children's needs mm. because nothing motivates humans in general than um, a child in need, right? When you see yeah. a child crying, even yeah. if it's not a parent, like it's this thing. And so when children are suddenly in need, and especially when it's our own children, like the things you won't do for your own child. And so all the, even your own spiritual development, all this stuff that you don't even look at, suddenly you're being forced to step forward and do this stuff you otherwise wouldn't do because your children are in need and you just have to do it. And so this need to support our children is what is lifting us up. Yeah. That gives me a bit emotional thinking about it because... Yeah, because our children, they push our buttons, right? 
They're the ones who drive us nuts. They're the ones we love so much. And um, they're our little, our little gurus, our spiritual teachers, because they make us look at our stuff. They make us see the the stuff that we don't want to look at. And um, and that's how we're all, I guess, evolving. Even when you don't want to evolve because it's too damn hard. It yeah. just makes you evolve. And with our children, we kind of, for years, have said, oh, the children are our future. But I don't think we fully realise that the children are the ones who are going to drag us up by our bootstraps and be like, you have to. You have to change. You have to make things better because if you don't, look what happened to me. Yeah, I hear you 100% on that. And through them changing, it's going to change the face of um, the world, not just education, but, like, they're the start of this new paradigm. We're still in the old paradigm doing our best, like what you're talking about with the Mm. traumas and the changes. And we're adapting because we want to be there for our children, but our children are ready for that. And by everybody Mm. who's listening on this podcast or making small steps, whether it's like a, a small little leap or a massive leap where you decide, hey, I'm ready to like totally make a paradigm shift and just go for it. Like what you're doing, Danielle, with all the community, it's all, it's all helping to create a wave of, of change. Um, it's really beautiful. And I, I really love your heart with all of this. It's just so huge. Um, what I wanted to ask you, yeah, I can feel you. What I, what I wanted to ask you was like, um, so people like, just to kind of explain it back to people. So basically, Danielle's acting like a bridge between the educators and the parents, and she's giving a place in the world for people to come. And it's not, it's bigger than the pandemic where people were like, okay, we'll just put our kids on Zoom or, oh, we'll just leave them at home a few hours. Like, this is real. Like, once the leap happens, there's no going back, right? It's like, it's a paradigm shift. It's an actual leap. Okay, I'm leaping. Where are you going to go? Like, you, there's no going back once you've, you've seen the, the fruit or whatever you want to call it, the dirt, like there's no going back. If you've taken that leap, so then what? And so what I love is like all these like steps that you have there. Could you explain it now? Um, like maybe just in simple terms, like just a couple of steps or things that you do to help people, like just to kind of, um, they can get a feel of what that is. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. So I guess when we make a leap, it's always because the ground underneath us is crumbling apart, right? Mm. Otherwise, most of it, otherwise most of us wouldn't leap uh, because we're comfortable. Mm. And so as we're seeing our systems, particularly the education system, no longer being viable, no longer working or supporting our children, that's when it's almost like a softening process for parents um, they previously would have been quite happy. Even though the education system wasn't great, everyone was kind of in their comfort zone. Okay, I've got to go to work. I've got to pay pay the mortgage. I've got to, you know, we've got to make money. And because of that, the children have to be somewhere. They can't be with us most of the time. Um, and so first the idea that, okay, uh, the education system is not okay. It's damaging my child. That's mm. the big push. Mm. All right. So then there's the, well, then there's the adaptation. So if I'm taking my child out of the system, I have to figure out how to make money in a different way. Mm. Um, and maybe it's, oh, there's, there's so much uh, shifting 
of our own way of looking at life from I work five days a week, I make money, I pay the mortgage, child goes to work, a child goes to school. Um, so there's that that softening and that becoming malleable as opposed to a set way of thinking. Um, so what I've been doing, so I, well, there's my homeschool mentoring. So if someone, this is how I try to make money as best I can, um, people come to me and they get support and I might help them with, you know, doing their plan for, because um, you've got to register here for the home education unit. Is the little plan that freaks people out. It's actually not that hard, but it just freaks people out. Um, so I help them to transition over to homeschooling. And then if they need extra support, like someone to talk to, I'm happy to be that person. But mostly the big thing I promote is community. So when you go from being this isolated little person or isolated little family, desperately trying to survive, child trying to survive school, you're trying to survive work, and then a need pushes you out of that into a more malleable kind of headspace. Um, you, okay, I just lost my train of thought. Somebody else going in the wrong direction. There's, there's this shift in personal responsibility that's massive, as I was talking about before. Um, and so it's, and it, there's a, there's a breaking apart and a, a mourning around an old way of doing things. And there's a letting go, um, and moving into this idea that, oh, expletive, I have to, um, take charge of my life and, and that's quite traumatic for a lot of people, the taking charge of your life thing. Um, and the thing is, in the past, homeschoolers have, well, I'm going to take charge of my life and I've got to do it myself. You know, I've got to be fully personal, personally responsible. I'm going to do it all. Um, but I'm trying to put in place supports so that it doesn't have to be quite so traumatic. Um, when we've got community, so I'm trying to support these new homeschool families to find their people, you know, go on to Facebook, go on to wherever, put out a post saying, hi, I'm so-and-so, my kids are so-and-so, um, we love doing this, let's meet up, and trying to bring people together so you've got your like-minded friends, um, and this is like no money involved, friends, <laughs> people who uh, are on the same wavelength as you, and that's that's like the transition into that personal responsibility is when you've got community there to support. So you find your like-minded friends, you share care. You, um, if you need to go to work, then your friends or your co-op look after your kids a few days a week. Um, and you do the same thing for them. So that's kind of that transition. It's almost like, um, uh, a blanket put around your shoulders when you're going like after a car accident. You know, that's what community can be. And so there's this trying to support this change um, with community as that ultimate blanket around your shoulders. And then there's this following of your child. So when suddenly your child, your greatest spiritual teacher, is put in your face, 
with some kind of emotional trauma or they're angry or you have to look at it. You can't just push it away. You can't, you can't put your children over there and not look at this. And so there's that journey into my child has these needs. How do I make this happen? The education system is not there anymore. Okay, I'll start with the curriculum. We can do that. Well, how's that going? Well, they're not so happy with that. How about we adapt over here? And there's this constant adaptation that has some gentle parts, some hard parts, um, but you do it because you have to. When it comes to your kids, this is stuff you have to do. You cannot avoid it without some serious repercussions in your life, as in your child hating you, as in you're not talking, as in you, and you can't. You can't step away from it. And so there's this gradual moving of a greater understanding and connection with your child. That's a huge one that's been missing, is that connection between parents and children. And we don't realise it because when you're in the system and everyone else in the system, you might think, I've got a great relationship with my child, you know, better than that person over there who's you know, going out to the pub all the time. Um, you can, you, but really, when you're together more, you connect more, you understand each other more, and you start to feel them more fully, and you start to understand that they have greater needs than being having information poured into them from a curriculum. Um, and so this is kind of the gentle move. Rather than the whole idea of an education paradigm sounds like sounds like this big structure, but it's such a gentle, holistic ripening or unfolding um, of more human connection and more community connection becoming involved because it must. Um, and greater relationships, relationship between parent and child, relationship between parent and community. And the beautiful part is, and the bit that I don't usually jump to because people, it's a bit too far for a lot of people. Yeah. But imagine, imagine a child who has grown up with parental connection, connection with community, this is emotional connection, um, and that, um, What's the word there? So everything, because everything is connected, you have empathy, this greater empathy and this ability to not just look at your little family um, box, but see how everything is interconnected and how um, when someone is hurting, others in the community are hurting. And imagine a child who is raised this way learning the things they love as opposed to what they're being told to learn. And then they start to just have this connection with themselves and this understanding that, ah, what I love, what uh, what lights me up is important. And this growing trust in themselves, mm. connection and trust with their parent, connection and trust with their community. Children right now, like you, they walk down the street and they don't make eye contact. You meet them for the first time and they're like, blah, blah, blah. but imagine a child who's so used to having conversations with community and with their family that 
they're looking at the world with their eyes wide open and they're seeing things not from within a box but you know possibility and how can I help and these are the children who are the children how can I help children who are coming up who will be coming up through the years with all this with without all the scarring all the school scarring and the disconnected scarring and the not knowing the people in my community scarring imagine these children so many of them what kind of world are they going to create that's the beautiful part because the politicians now they're the scarred children they're the ones who don't have connection with family they don't have connection with community um they have been taught inside the system the system is what they know so they recreate what they know these children who they they know connection they know themselves they know that feeling of what it is to be loved mm-hmm. by not not just by their family but by all these people in their community and they're just gonna this is this is the new earth it's it's not the sudden you know rebirth of the new earth you know that whatever yeah. it is that people talk about it's this gentle like an unfolding mm. a gentle and i feel like it's these warm waters kind of starting to rise up and all the hard the hard um grating stuff that is not part of real human nature which is just you know love based all that other stuff it's like it's being pushed up and it's just floating away because these little children who are just kind of down here they're coming up pushing things out pushing things out gently gently like little plant growing yeah um yeah and it's i i kind of if you can i don't know if i'm painting painting the picture well um, no, I see. I see yeah. the exact same vision as you. That's why I'm just saying yeah, because it's also what I downloaded myself. Um, just in meditation, just it just came to me like mm. you're talking about downloads. All of this information came to me uh, before mm. all of these things were being built. I saw, wow, this is like one of the transmissions was community and collaboration as like one of the key mm. aspects. I saw people sitting in a circle, and I just translated that as community. And so everything you're, you're mm. sharing to me, I'm like, yes, yes, it makes sense to me completely. Mm. Um, yeah. And it is like an unfolding, a step-by-step thing. It's not like um, what I, when I've been interviewing so many different people, I'm seeing that, okay, this person's doing this, this person's doing that, this person's doing that, but it's all going towards this consciousness that's that's um, it's raising the consciousness and the vibration for this this change that's coming and as you're saying it's not like we're asleep one day and we wake up and we're in this like euphoric dream it's like we Mm. wake up um gradually heading towards that that dream in all of our different ways and we all have that that place to play in it like and everybody's saying yes to that yes I'm ready yes I'm ready it's happening and Mm. the ones that aren't ready it's happening anyway so it's just like they're just going to be taken on a ride (laughs) it's happening anyway so it's just like how Mm. are you going to react to that ride what are you going to do to rise up into that and to to do that and I also hear what you're saying about the letting go and there's like no form because it's it's constantly changing how can we make a form of evolution when evolution every day is changing that's how I see it mm. I, that's what I'm feeling anyway mm. that's my download but I feel like that's similar to what you're sharing so 
yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because, as I was saying, talking about this stuff just to my people down, you know, boots on the ground, um, mm. it's, it, it's not really helpful at the moment um, because they're just not in that space yet. And so having this conversation around the, the big picture every now and then is actually very um, helpful to me because it, it helps me to just keep reminding myself, this is the vision, that's what it is. Um, I'll totally. probably write it all down somewhere rather than well, keep it in my head. We've got the podcast, you can come back. <laughs> and also I think maybe empowering mm. people that, you know, step by step we're getting there. Like every little step you're doing, mm. that's making that happiness change within you. You're making a, a wave effect for everybody else. You know, just that one little piece mm. of that one little step, even if it's a second of the day or, you know, an action plan, call one person or whatever it is. Like it's not like they have to suddenly, oh, my gosh, I'm here. It's like step by step mm. by step. That's the new paradigm, right? It's gentle, it's like this gentle action oriented piece. You know, it's really, mm. it's really beautiful. Um, before we wind up, because we've already nearly gone through our beautiful time together today on our podcast, mm. um, I feel like I've had the transmission of what your, your vision is. Um, would you mind to share just any more information that people want to reach out to you or any office that you had or anything else that is in your heart just to share for the last little, little piece before we close off together? It's been so beautiful to connect. And I feel like we could speak for four hours, you and I, about this. Like this, I feel like yeah. we're only just getting started. There's so much more to say, but we've got to keep it in a, so a, some kind of framework for people who are listening. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I guess at the moment my bread and butter is, is, is mentoring homeschool families. However, um, I'll do, I guess connect with anyone around the world who um, would like any support or insight as in how to, um, I guess, build a, a homeschool community that is uh, – real community as in like expansive community um uh on my website um danielletrebleco.com.au that's um i guess it's the the website of a, a homeschool community mentor um the frankenstein version because it started off quite small bits and pieces out of there um but it, you can connect with me through there go to my contact page and um we can start a dialogue wherever you are around the world. This is, you know, I've, as I said, I'm boots on the ground here, but the way this becomes a whole world thing is just by conversation and by sharing. So um, if you have, um, I don't know, uh, a Zoom or a podcast that you'd like me to take part in, I'm really happy to do that. Uh, yeah, the, I feel like my words are the medicine I have to offer. And often it's only at the moment very little. I can only really share the little steps at the moment because that's where that's what's needed from me right now. But if anyone who wants me to share the big picture or um, the process, I'm really happy to help in any way. Yeah, so get yeah, it's amazing. Danielle, from what I've seen, she has a lot of um, 
really tangible, practical tips that she can give you. Today was more us speaking more visionary, but um, from what I've been following, if you start to follow her on Facebook and stuff too, you'll, you'll start to pick up little tips and she's had little Zoom meetings and things. And I've picked up a lot as well, even though I'm not in Australia, I've picked up a lot of kind of information and put pieces together in my mind of, oh, well, if I was going to homeschool, okay, I could do this option or I could do that option or maybe that option. And there's like a whole lot of that kind of tangible stuff that you can help people with that, um, I guess people are wondering about, and that's in itself is its own like almost masterclass like, <laughs> of you sharing yeah. all of that. Like it's this yeah. container of information. Mm. It's really beautiful what you've been offering. And I'm really happy that I could connect today with your heart and just feel you and feel like um, almost in gratitude, or not almost in gratitude, in gratitude for um, the service that you're providing to the world and that it's actually just sincere. Like it's coming from that place that you sincerely just want to, um, make a change and, and support our children like it's it's nothing more than that it's not you just you know I'm, I'm Danielle and I'm the homeschool queen it's like no I just I need this change it's necessary <laughs> people need this change you know like and how can I serve and that's how I met you mm. online I just saw this energy of how can I serve and I just was like wow this woman needs needs her own podcast and needs <laughs> people to reach out to her so I really really thank you for um for joining us today um on a new paradigm of education podcast and I know that it's this information um, is going to be so useful to so many people and please reach out to Danielle because as I said she just has a lot of um, different ways of explaining homeschooling to you depending on like where you are at in your journey yeah mm. so thank, thank you. you thank you for feeling what I'm feeling because it's it's big feelings and it's good to have someone else get it totally I feel like we could do another three podcasts there's so much more to <laughs> But thank you There's so much, Danielle. <laughs> okay, thank you everybody. Thank you, for thank you Monique. For tuning in. To